And this is a this is a pretty special one. I feel like this is one we've been looking forward to for for a while. I feel like Spider-Man Homecoming is um one that we've been trying to get to for quite a bit. Right. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. For some reason it just we just just now get to it where well, we have a lot other podcasts to do. There's, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe before you get to Spider-Man. Yeah, so I want to tell the story real quick of of why this is so crazy. Um, when Marvel uh, announced um, Captain America Civil War, uh, I did the initial trailer for it. No one really knew how the movie was going to be. And then at the very end, they showed Spider-Man swinging into caption, taking Captain America's shield and saying, hello, everyone. And like everybody knew that Marvel was trying to get the rights of Spider-Man back from Sony, but we didn't know that it happened. And then that trailer is blue. It just, blew everyone's mind. I watched it like five times. Like I was like, oh my and like <laughs> yeah, like it's it's Spider like Marvel and the MCU owns Spider-Man. And like the possibilities are endless as far as what they could do and how cool it's gonna be. And then Tom Holland, uh I would argue, I think you'd agree, he's the quintessential Spider-Man as far as what how looks are concerned. Do you agree? Yeah, I think uh, as far as looks and also the just the way he plays him seems like really spot on. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe not so much the way he's written in this movie, mm. but the way that Tom plays him, I think, is spot on. Like, like I said, I think Tom Holland is the Pierce Brosnan of Spider-Man. That's, that means you know. the quintessential Spider-Man, basically. That's right. He was made for the role. Okay. I would also the way Pierce Brosnan was made to be James Bond. I would Bond, agree that Pierce like, Brosnan— given bad scripts. Yes, no. Pierce Brosnan Pierce was also the quintessential um, uh, James Bond, and I think that um, the first movie— What's the first— movie that he did what was it called uh, golden eye i think golden eye is his best movie and um absolutely it's fantastic the rest of them was t- were terrible there was a couple of yeah, them that the might have been okay we're not, we're not good but he did so many of them it was just like and always over the top but i always went and saw them anyway and then yeah and then, same here yeah, and same then here. you had um daniel craig who i uh, who i think the movies are better but he doesn't look like james bond necessarily you know so yeah it's yeah. Really interesting yeah, I think you're right. Tom Holland is the quintessential looking Spider-Man the way he acts, but the script itself, I think the the scripts for Homecoming, Far From Home, and then oh, well, hopefully No No Way Home is way better. But the the the, the two Spider-Man offerings we've had have been problematic. Um, and I know that in the past you've so this is your chance. You get to talk about why you don't particularly like the Spider. Like, so for Homecoming. You're you're annoyed that we don't get scenes where Spider Man's like swinging through Manhattan, right? We actually had some of those scenes. We had like what in home in, in Homecoming? Couple like what? Well, kinda, kinda. We didn't get like the a- first the, for the first like several scenes of this movie. I just had a huge smile on my face watching it. It was so fun. Yeah, yeah. We actually got Spider Man being Spider Man, hanging out with his friends in high school. Though yeah. all those scenes were great. You know he. Um, flies around the city or swings around the city, um, takes out some, you know, everyday, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man type criminals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, I was loving it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would have, like, I would have loved the, a scene like from the original Spider-Man movie from Sam Raimi and Spider-Man where Spider-Man is soaring through Manhattan. Those scenes were yeah. so iconic and like so fun to look at. I would have liked right. Them to, I think I think we will get more of that in on the next one, um, mm-hmm. but no, yes, yeah, it's, it's fun. And then he gets into some trouble, and we also get this backstory of the vulture, which I think is really good. 
Uh, we yep. get Aunt May, Mr. Tomei, which is which she's did a great job. Aunt May's always been this old lady, like like she's eighty right. years old, and Mr. Tomei played her totally different, which I think was great. Um, yeah, Happy Hogan being his kind of like handler's good. There's a couple of things. I mean, um, do you, so you of course you never read the comics. Um, there's a couple <laughs> different things that this movie's done that we definitely need to talk about. The first one is um, Flash. So Flash Thompson is bully. To, is a bully to Peter Parker, but in this, right. um, the flash like originally the Flash is this big, tall, bulky football dude, and this Flash is just a regular rich kid, small kid, and I, and I don't know how I feel about this Flash. He's fine, but he's definitely not the Flash that um I'm, I'm, I knew from the comics. But it, it is. does he ever become a superhero or yes. a super villain? Or yes, he like becomes that? a yeah. superhero in several different ways. I think. The biggest one, I think he went to, I think he was a soldier at some point. I think he was a paramedic, but at some point he gets the Venom symbiote. And he becomes Venom oh. for quite a while. Uh, and then he has. And some, he's a superhero Venom? Uh, there was some, there were, so during the Dark Avengers storylines where the Avengers were ran by Harry Osborn, long story, long story. Um, okay. Venom was part of that. Um, the, the Flash Thompson Venom, Venom was part of that. And then he went to space at some point. I don't know. I didn't, I, I, I didn't read those. Uh, but I know the backstories, um, and this film has has guns. So I I very I doubt that Tony Rovarori, the guy who plays the Flash, is going to have like two like uh, two like you know nine millimeters in the in the Venom suit like shooting people. I, I doubt he's I doubt yeah. that's what happened. Yeah, they've already got their Venom. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Venom. I hate. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I just don't want to deal with it. Um, but yeah. the biggest change that this movie did that we have to talk about is I don't know if you know this. The at the end of the movie, so the love interest for um, Peter Parker is Laura Harrier, who plays Liz, and at the and Liz is the daughter of Adrian Toomes, who's played by Michael Keaton, who is the Vulture. And um, mm-hmm. and let me just stop and say that the Vulture character is a character who who like this in this movie a vulture like what like a vulture finds dead animals and eats dead animals right like he's a scavenger and then michael keaton is also a scavenger he's finding like old resources and old like things he's not supposed to find so i think it's kind of cute right yeah but anyway liz ends up leaving because her father's a criminal and then we find out that michelle in the movie played by zendia zendia is actually going to be mj because she says just call me mj right my friends call me MJ. Yes, but she's not Mary Jane Watson. So this Marvel Cinematic Universe does not have, at least we don't know where she is. We don't we don't have a Mary Jane Watson, which is um, mm-hmm. kind of sad for me. Um, yeah. But maybe, well, you don't. Now, is this MJ picked from the comics? No, or is it... no, no, no. Okay. None at all. Um, the, the story of Peter Parker and MJ it's just like the classic, like it's like in my mind, in my mind, and I've read, I read comics back in the eighties uh, and, and from when Spider-Man. So to, for listeners who don't know, um, Spider-Man was first in love with a woman called Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy was killed by the green goblin. Um, it was, it was tragic. It was actually worse than that because the green goblin threw her and Peter Parker tried to grab her with his webs, but he ended up breaking her neck by accident. It was, it was pretty bad. Whoa. Yeah. It, he like grabs yeah. her foot and then yanks too hard and her neck snaps. It's pretty bad. Um, but there's a lot of retcon stuff in that that we're not going to get into. But uh, after she dies, then him and MJ became a thing and they fall in love and they get married and like 
they have a child together. We don't know the child is in the comics and stuff like that. And for my pretty much from the age of 15 to 21, 22, the only life I knew was a life where Mary Jane and Peter Parker were in love. And I really understood things about relationship, commitment, marriage. And we've already talked about how at some point um, Marvel says we don't want to see more and they retcon it to pieces and destroy it. Um, but mm-hmm. even worse now, this MCU doesn't have the Mary Jane Watson that I have always loved. So I understand right. why. I think the I think the movie and the producers and everybody else wanted to be more 21st century um, and, you know, having an interracial relationship, having someone who's not like, you know, a redhead white woman all the time is is something they, they definitely tried to do. But and they it, couldn't. They couldn't do that and stick with the name Mary Jane. They probably could have. I don't know why they didn't. Um, maybe we're going to see Mary Jane at a certain point. That maybe they said Mary Jane might be in this universe. We just don't know where she is. Um, but yeah. I don't know. And like, I, I should do more research. I don't know if people got upset or read about it. But it's really important for people to understand that just calling a Zandia's character MJ does not make her Mary Jane Watson. It doesn't replace her. And like. I know some mm-hmm. people think that I might be too serious about it, but like this is a character that I've loved probably my entire adult life, and like the, and to go to a Spider-Man movie and hope I see Mary Jane and then not yeah. see her is just kind of a bummer, you know. But I think right. Marvel also might be thinking that you got Mary Jane in three Spider-Man movies. I mean, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies were all about the Peter Parker Mary Jane love love affair, so maybe. I got that, and now I can just move on to something else. But that's this is that's my biggest complaint of the movie is that Mary Jane's not in, and that's a small complaint, yeah. compared to the joy okay. of the rest of. It. Anyway, yeah, Mary Jane's the 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 love interest that I know of. I think from the the cartoons that I used to watch as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really know everything that you just told us about you know MJ and and all of that. I just figured this was some other character from the comics that I, I wasn't aware of. So. No, no, Marvel. Um, Marvel doesn't mind um, taking the original stories and kind of like fluffing it here, fluffing it there. That's fine. But in this case, I think it was a mistake. I think that having having an actual Mary Jane Watson would have been great. But um, it is what it is. Um, I will say, like when this movie started out, did you catch that they used the old Spider-Man cartoon theme oh, song? Yeah. Oh yeah, da, 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 over the titles. Da, 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 yeah, da, da, da. yeah, that's great, man. I loved, I loved that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, that's like, yeah, that is Spider-Man's theme song. It's like, it's, it's wonderful. It's like fun. It's, 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 it's yeah. You know exactly what it is within seconds of hearing it. It's fantastic, right? Um, right. yeah, yeah. But so, tell me what you thought about. So let's go down the list. So wait, you, you, yeah, Liz, Liz. Uh, is she from the comics at all? Is she no, 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 no. Created for this? Okay. No. As a matter of fact, Adrian... Vulture? The Vulture's definitely from the comics. Adrian okay, Toomes right. is... I got to give you a picture of him at some point. I might put it... Put, if if you've, you've never seen the original Vulture, right? From the comics, right? No. It's, just, mm-hmm. it's such a joke. Uh, he has like... Oh, you know what? Actually, I think I did yeah, see it's one. It's so terrible. Kind of literally looks like he's wearing a Vulture costume. Yeah, he's right? wearing a Vulture costume. Except he has a bald head. So, so somewhere at Marvel a long time ago said, I want to make a guy with green wings... A green bodysuit, some kind of fruffles around his neck, and bald head. I'm going to call him the Vulture. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> um, but, I mean, Michael Keaton did a fantastic job with this character. Fantastic. And, like, yeah, yeah. the suit was cool looking. And, like, it was just cool. Like, everything about the suit was fan- like, no, if right. someone If someone would have told me that the Vulture was going to be played by Michael Keaton and it was going to be cool, I would have said, no way. But it's actually pretty cool. Like, when Michael Keaton shows up, 
in that suit. I'm terrified every time. And Spider-Man, Tom Holland, Peter Parker never really beats him. You know, like physically beats him. He like like right. Michael Keaton, like Tom, oh God, Adrian Toon beats himself. You know, um, which is like really interesting to me. Like like Spider-Man won basically because he stopped the shipment from going from getting. From getting hijacked by Adrian Toomes, yeah, but he didn't right. physically beat him up, you know. So that's that's really interesting. Um, yeah, but I thought he was great. I thought Mark Keaton was fantastic. Um, the biggest complaint I think people have about this movie is how somehow again Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. sneaks his way into a movie. Yes, <laughs> yes. He's like, hey guys, I want in this movie, and like he has a he has a pre he has a lot of screen time. He has a couple. He has. Yeah, he has he like does. one, two, three, four, five scenes. Five scenes in this movie. That's crazy. I'll I'll say this. I liked this movie in spite of Tony Stark being in it. Okay. See, so so it, I definitely wish he wasn't in yeah. it, or at least not as much as he is. Um, you know, like the beginning scene where he gives him the the suit. I guess was good. Mm-hmm. But I didn't need every other scene after that. So let me give you some some comic history. Um, Spider-Man and Iron Man really didn't have a relationship like this until around Civil War, where at some point, right before Civil War, Spider-Man joined the Avengers. So Iron Man and Spider-Man were working together as the Avengers. Iron Man realized that Peter Parker was really smart and started kind of being his mentor. At some point, um, Spider-Man was in financial difficulties or something like that happened. So Tony Stark helped him out Mm -hmm. like that. But then, during the Civil War, um, Tony Stark convinced Peter Parker to reveal his identity to the world. And Spider-Man's secret identity was the biggest secret in, in Marvel, basically. Like, no one really knew except a few people who Spider-Man was. And when he revealed right. itself to the world, it was a big deal. Uh, and then, uh, I, Tony Stark did give Spider-Man a new spider suit. It's the Iron Spider-Man suit. It's the same suit that you've seen in uh, Avengers Affinity War, where he has, like, the, three, the four legs in his back. Mm-hmm. You, you've seen that, right? Yeah, I've seen that. Okay. that. We saw that in the in the new trailer. In the new trailer, that. that's the Iron Man suit. So in the comics, he uh, Tony Stark's gives him that suit, and um, Peter uses it. But then Peter realizes that um, that the that Tony Stark was on the wrong side of the Civil War, and he leaves, and and, and they end up having to fight and all kinds of stuff. It's a long story, but in the com, that's how that's how the Tony Stark. Peter Parker relationship happened in the comics. And this movie is taking that relationship sort of the same way. Um, yeah. So just keep that in mind. Okay. I can see that. And it does happen after Civil War in the MCU. Exactly. So, so, so it's actually really interesting. Um, Marvel is taking aspects of the Ultimate Spider-Man comics and the Civil War comics and kind of blending them. Not seamlessly. There's some problems. But overall, it's working out pretty good. And, and I, I like the narrative arc of the story. Like Tom Holland has a super suit, he's being Spider Man, but he's not taking it as seriously as he should. And then people almost die. The, uh, Tony Stark takes the suit back, and then Peter Parker has to just, you know, be use his use his powers that he has, uh, and um, his just own grit. Like that scene where um, the the Vulture collapses the building on top of Peter Parker. You remember that scene? Yeah. Yep. So and then Peter Parker has to lift the building off of him. Like that's a, that's right. directly from the comics. There's a scene where Spider-Man is trapped in a building, and he has to be like, "Come on, you can do this, you can do this." And he and it's like a really emotional scene. So that that's my favorite yeah, part okay. is when Peter Parker is stuck in that building. He's like, you know, screaming for help, and then he realizes if I'm going to be a hero, I have to be a hero. I have to just get out of this myself and and stop this from happening. 
um, which is right. really good. I thought that was great. I thought that the whole arc was was fantastic. I thought it was, it was, it was the one thing that I <clears throat> excuse me the one thing that I um, didn't like about the story in this is you know I'm I'm harping on I like your friendly neighborhood Spider Man. It felt like in this movie the way it was written, Peter Parker is way too eager to take on the like biggest bad guys oh, yeah. in the in the on the planet rather than being your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Well, that's yeah, I mean, in the comics Peter Parker doesn't have a choice. So, here's a big deal. So, the I mean, he is a high schooler. Yeah, so in the comics, all the comics, there's a there's a saying with great with great power comes great responsibility. And so with, mm-hmm. with the, the thing with Spider-Man, and this is something that someone I I forget where I read this. But Peter Parker, Spider-Man is Daffy Duck, and Daredevil is um, Bugs Bunny. So the idea is that Bugs Bunny, he gets out of messes, and he's super cool about it, and, he, and no one ever cares, and he's, like, super fun. But we like to see Daffy Duck get beat up. And so we love seeing Peter Parker, Spider-Man getting beat up, barely making it, barely surviving. And so in the comics, yeah. like, Peter Parker doesn't have a choice. Like, He's he is in a situation where he has to fight this guy because like if he doesn't, people are going to die. But in the movie, the movie kind of said, you know, let's do something a little different. Let's try to make it so Peter Parker is trying to go over his skis uh, and see what happens. And I think it works for the most part. Um, yeah. But I mean, the thing is, Adrian Toomes isn't trying to murder anyone, and he's not do. He's a thief. Like at the end of the day, he's not really doing anything. To hurt, he is selling weapons that, that that's on the streets that people don't need to have. I get that, mm-hmm. but right. at the end of the day, um, in the real world, people are doing that all the time, and we don't go out and beat them up and you know, web them up to a pole. Hey, NRA, <laughs> like we don't, you know, we're not doing <laughs> right. that, you know. And yeah. so, like this, the, and it was a good uh, analog to Tony Stark. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. No, yeah. that's actually a really good point. That's actually a really good point. Adrian, yeah, yeah. The two Adrian Toomes and Tony Stark do feed off each other. I would have loved to see a fight between those two guys. By the way, that would have been fun. Um, but at the, like, I would not. Okay, but not in a Spider Man movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's true. There is a, in another movie. There is a scene where Spider Man and Tony and Iron Man are flying through New York together. I don't know where that scene is from. But anyway, um, what's it going to say? Here you go. So in the comics, Peter Parker would be swinging through New York, and then all of a sudden, a, expl- a building would explode, and then like the vulture is flying away, and like Spider Man has to stop the building from collapsing, and he has to go after mm-hmm. Tombs um, yeah. because he he murdered someone. But here, like a Peter Parker's kind of being nosy, you know. <laughs> so it's like, but he does at the end of the day. I think if who knows what would have happened if Adrian Tombs would have gotten all of Iron Man's armor. An armory and use that for whoever. Well, who knows what happened? So I'm glad like, that is a good thing to stop. But we, but to, to add on to your complaint, he, he only did that because he was made uh, so desperate by um, Spider-Man being hot on his tail. Yeah, that's true. Because remember, he was oh, avoiding. Yeah, yeah, yeah that. that's like, true. They had the plan. Yeah, but he's like, no, that's yeah. We don't no, need to right. do that. We're never going to do that. If 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 Peter Parker had to, yeah, if Peter Parker would have left him alone. He probably will be able to go to prom with Liz, and everything would have been fine. <laughs> he would have kept the spire suit. He would have still had some adventures. Um, but it's like it's youthful exuberance, you know. Like young people, mm-hmm. like you tell, like Tony talk. Tony's told him, "Don't stop. 
I've got this. I'm going to handle this. You stop. Did he say that? Did he say the last part where I've got this? He, I'm going to handle this. He did this? not say that, but he did say stop. Yeah, he should. He should have said he that. Said, he should treat it. That's, that's like, like uh, movie plots are often purely driven by miscommunication, mm. Mm. and in this one, that's the miscommunication that happened that created that, that was the yeah uh, impetus for everything else that happened. I mean, you're okay. So okay. So so you Tony Stark, you trust Peter Parker enough to fly him to Germany to fight fellow Avengers, and you trust him mm-hmm. enough to wear and take care of a multi-million dollar suit that you made for him, but you don't right. tell him that you've called the FBI on Tombs and his people, and they are going to deal with it, and for you to hang back? Like, is this, what? <laughs> it's like, like, at some point, you gotta treat right. him like an adult. You know, you gotta, you gotta be like, listen, Peter, I got this. I've already called the authorities. They're gonna deal with it. We have a plan in place. You need us to step back, because you might get in the way. We got this. Chill out, you know. But right. but but here's the thing: if Peter wasn't on that boat, Tomes would have gotten. He Tomes had the suit with him, so that he. There's no way the FBI would have been able to stop him. That wouldn't have happened. So right, you know. But again, it's I don't know. It's an interesting plot. Um, yeah. So you got some. What time is it? How are we doing on time? Doing pretty good. Oh, we're doing oh, good. Yeah. We're doing good. I think we should yeah, go. I got some. I got some. Yeah, we gotta I got go because I have a lot of. There's a lot of different things in this movie from the comics that I need to highlight tons. So you go. Okay, and you you hit on several things I had notes on already. So first up, though, did you notice the street vendor in the in the movie? This was during like this was in the part of the movie where I had like a smile on my face because it was Spider Man flying around the city and, and stuff. Did you recognize the street vendor that talks to Spider Man? No, who was it? Who was it? He's uh, the same guy. That films uh, or records Shang Chi in the bus. Is it? Yes. No. Same guy. Same guy. You confirm that. You confirmed. You can check his IMDb credits. Same guy. What's he doing in San Francisco? Uh, he's a world traveler, man. Oh, huh, that's cool. I like that. All right. <laughs> huh. okay. I don't know if the character's name is but the he's same, there. but the actor is the same. I want. I want it to be the same person. I want it to be the same. Yeah. Person. I didn't pay attention to the character, but it's definitely the same actor. Cool. All right. What's, your, what's the next one? Yeah. Uh, I did not remember Donald Glover being in this movie. Yep. Uh, my son told me who he is already. Yep. But would you like to tell the listeners what's, who What he did is? your son say? Uh, that is uh, the uncle of Miles Morales. Correct. Aaron Davis. Yes, correct. So he is the prowler in the comics. Because he says, as Spider-Man is interrogating him, he's like, man, I don't want that stuff in this neighborhood. I've got a nephew in this yeah, neighborhood. Yeah, that's him. That's Miles Morales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so he's talking about Miles Morales. Yeah, yeah everybody, everybody kind of got that. Um, but Well, I didn't because I don't read the yeah. comics, but somehow my son Is did. your son reading comics? Uh, Not that I know under, of. Under the bed at he night? Plays, he, he does play the Spider-Man video game. Well, he's the, Oh, if he plays the Spider-Man video game, then they ha- they, the Miles Morales is in the, in the, in the game. Okay, that's my. That might be. Oh, you know, your son might be reading comics. You might want to find out because if he is, it's a, it's <laughs> it's when you need to take care of soon. Don't let him just do it and not not deal with it. Um, no, yeah. So Aaron Davis. So there's a character called the Prowler that I've always loved, but th- this character. So it's always been um, it's always been a black dude, but in the the original Prowler, it, this isn't him. Aaron Davis. Aaron Davis is a different Prowler, but the same character. It's like. A, it has a purple cape. It's really cool looking, but uh, it's a whole mm-hmm. it's a whole thing with Mar- very very cool character in the uh, animated Spider Man. Yeah, so cool. I voice multiverse. And, and, yeah, so cool. And just uh, FYI, if someone would have told me that the Prowler would have been in a, in a major 
animated Spider-Man movie, uh, I would have like, said no way. No one cared about the Prowler, but it's really cool that he's in this. Um, but yeah, so that's a really good shot. And like everybody and his cousin wants Miles Morales to be in the MCU, and and uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Except in, for me. Except for you. But at some yeah. point, we're going. Like, at some point, you will see Miles Morales on the big screen. So it's, we'll have to just wait and see when that. Is. I mean, I don't, I don't not want to see Miles Morales, but I don't want to let go of Peter Parker. No, Peter Parker's my Spider Man too. Um, but yeah. like, as a whole generation, with that Spider Man is Miles Morales, so it's like different. Like, uh, I am a big Wally West Flash, but people love, but some people love Barry Allen Flash. Those people are crazy. Um, but it's it's this Barry Allen's the Flash from the CW yes, television series. Yes, but the the one true Flash is from the Mark Mark Wade Flashes from back in the nineties. And if if you know what I mean, you know what I mean. Um, okay. But again, it's just it's just the person you've connected to is the comics you've read. So I mean, there's there's plenty of room in the MCU for both. Plenty of room. But okay. keep going. Apparently, uh, the director of this movie had the cast watch a bunch of. John Hughes movies in preparation for the movie. Hmm. Cause he said he was going to base this movie off of like the John Hughes high school movie. Okay. That's not a bad place. Uh, so we get an awesome uh, homage to Ferris Bueller uh, during this movie where Spider-Man is running through a bunch of backyards because he's in the suburbs and he can't swing from building to building. Yeah. Um, can I say something that's pretty controversial? Go ahead. I hate that movie. What movie? <laughs> Ferris Bueller's day off. Day off. Oh my god, you're killing me! That is my favorite movie of all time. I hate, I hate, I, I hate that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. It's great. I, I, no, okay, so okay, Spider Man also says great movie, yeah. so he's on my yeah. side. You're you're in the wrong place. No, if we're talking about '80s teen drama movies like that, then it's 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 um the only ones that I care about are um the John Cusack ones. Those are the ones that I care about. Okay, well, you can be wrong about something. Yeah, that's true. I mean, okay, what's that movie with the guy? He says, "Where's my two dollars?" What is it called? I don't know that one. It's so good. All right. Better off dead. Better off dead. Better off dead. Better off dead. Yeah. So good. I just don't like... What about the yellow sports coats? Is that like from the comics? That seems like it's a comics thing to me. Sagan? The yellow sports coats that the... uh, Oh, no. It's not from the comics. It's just what they wear. No. No. Mm -mm. Hmm. Seems like a comic book thing to me. Maybe it's making me think of the X-Men. Yeah, I I think so. Okay. I can't be the only person who doesn't like Ferris Bueller Day Off. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I mean, you could. Okay, keep going. Let's go. We'll right. go the right shocker. There. Tell us about the shocker. The shocker. It has been treated terribly in this movie. Uh, it is horrible what they did to him. The shocker is a Spider-Man villain of his own right. Uh, his so he has these gauntlets in the comics that create vibrations. So they don't. It's not electricity. He's shooting. He, he's actually vibrating. I don't know why they call him the Shocker, but it's really awesome because his vibra- his these gauntlets can vibrate through walls. They shoot vibrations. It's really awesome. Um, mm. But in the ultimate in the ultimate comics, the, the Shocker was treated terribly, and in this movie, that's he's unrecognizable. Uh, it's a completely different character. Like I just don't know what's going on with him. Like I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, I think Bukim would have been did a good job. I like him in the movies. Bukim's always great to watch a movie. But he's not the he's not the shocker that I knew, uh, and so again, this is a time where Marvel. There was another shocker in this before. Yeah, but he doesn't have a name, and he's just killed. So we don't know. But um, that's, that's another it's another example of Marvel of the MCU just taking someone that you've seen in comics for like forty years, and they just kill him. Like it's like, oh well, he's done, no big deal. And like, 
Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's disrespectful well, more than anything. Did Bokeem get, did the no, Shocker get killed? No, Bokeem didn't get killed, but I don't see him okay, being okay. in another Marvel movie. Do you? I don't, maybe, maybe. Well, we'll see. Uh, probably not. Uh, I was kind of wondering, like, was this a one shot for Donald Glover? Did they have like a idea of ha- having him be the prowler in a future movie? It, yeah, if they if they're going to do Miles Morales at some point, they'll definitely bring Donald Glover back. Hundred percent, he's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I thought it was odd to see. I didn't remember him being in this. So I was like, oh man, that's Donald Glover. Yeah, it's cool. Hey, there's a scene uh, where he's yeah. like, um, when he's buying those weapons, and someone says he's at, like he, they have like. Gra- grappling climbing gear and he's like climbing gear and the big thing about the prowler is that he has climbing gear so that was kind of a shout oh okay i did not catch that it's a very small thing to catch real small keep going uh we we see the uh the source of the famous captain america meme in this movie yeah (laughs) that's good one yeah where uh he's like uh you know sitting down in front of a a white background Mm -hmm. and talking to the kids Mm -hmm. Uh, by the way, Hannibal Burris did an excellent job in this movie playing a disaffected uh, PE teacher. Yeah, he did great, hundred percent great, and awesome. also 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 disaffected um, detention uh, overseer. I guess. Uh, yeah, he was good. <clears throat> um, damage control is that a thing from the comics? It is damage control. They, if I remember correctly. They were actually a super team at some point, but their jobs were to come. They were superheroes, and their only job was to clean up after superhero disasters. So if something happened, like if Iron Man flew into a building and blew it up, damage control would show up and figure out how to fix it. Because like in superhero disasters, usually you might have some reactive material, something might happen. And so they were qualified mm-hmm. to go in and clean it up. So yeah, that's definitely from the comics. A big, a big part of the comics, actually. <coughs> I'm sorry. Not a huge part of the comics. <laughs> but they definitely showed up and um it was it was definitely a fun kind of thing to see. Did they have a deep storage vault? You know what? I don't know. They what I don't know if they were funded by the government or not, if I can remember correctly. In this movie they were funded by Tony Stark, I think. They were it was like a it was a it was a collaboration between the government a, and Tony Stark. But it was but okay. they make a really good point. Tony Stark blows up something and then Tony Stark gets money to clean it up. So it's like what what? You know? Um Yeah. So uh, that's what that's called self dealing. Yeah, it's also completely legal, which is terrible. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. But no, I, yeah, that's straight from the comics, hundred percent. Okay, cool. Uh, I've got a question about this, but I also think I have an interesting thing to tell you. Uh, my Spider Man doesn't have an AI in this movie. There's the Karen AI inside of Spider Man's suit that Tony Stark gave him. Mm-hmm. Is that from the comic? No, 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 no. Spider Man is never. No, 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 no. He never has no, an Iron Man style. No, 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 no. I guess no. Iron Man doesn't even have that in the comics, right? Uh, in the comics, Iron Man probably has it in different forms in different ways, 100%. Um, but no, 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 no. There's no Karen. No, no, no. Do you know who did the voice for Karen? Yes, I do. Um, Jennifer Connelly. Woohoo! Jennifer Connelly. Every, yeah. every, every male. Uh, around the age of forty, you knows who Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every, every, everybody, like absolutely, from forty to fifty, has had a crush on Jennifer Connelly. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting tidbit. She is married to uh, what's his name? You said his voice is like butter on a biscuit. Um, wait, the guy from Division, the guy that does the voice for Tony Stark. Married AI, Jarvis. Yeah. Hmm. 
So the two AIs in uh, in uh, in this yeah, movie are, are married to each he's other. He's not very handsome. Maybe he is maybe huh. he is the woman. That's interesting. Uh, we need to do like a bonus episode where you rank the handsomeness. Oh, of I would gladly do MCU. that. Like, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I would. Yeah. I would totally do that. I would totally the most. No, it, oh, it would only have to be male characters. <laughs> it would only be male ones. I wouldn't want to do the women, but I would totally rank the. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's weird because I would think that most people would think that um, what's his name is is handsome. What's his name? I don't know. We we knew his name last week. You yeah, you knew his name. Last I didn't week. know his name last week. You did. I mean, I have oh, Google okay. right in front of me. Hang on. Um, uh, I want to say Peter, but it's not Peter. Uh. So anyway, yeah, they're married. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I guess so. She's not married to me, but I have a great wife. Uh, Paul Bit Bentony, Bentony, Paul Bentony, Paul Bentony. He, he yeah. looks like a. He just looks. I guess he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can marry him, Jennifer Connelly. I guess so. Right? Maybe he has a fantastic personality. He has a great voice. Like I fall in love with him too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he really does have a fantastic voice. But Jennifer yeah, Connelly, I wouldn't rec. I wouldn't have recognized Jennifer Connelly's voice if, if you would have told me that was her. Like, she's not. It, the voice is not distinct enough. I just didn't. Right. I didn't catch it enough. Yeah, yeah. I only, I only knew it because I looked at the IMDb. Yeah. All right. We already talked about uh, Aaron Davis, the uh, the Prowler. Um, oh, one of the like directorial touches that I loved about this movie is when Adrian Tumas is, is in the car driving Peter and Liz to. I guess that's. I guess that's their homecoming dance. He's driving them to. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's finding out, he's like getting these tidbits from Liz, who's oversharing. Um, I guess, you know, she's trying to get her dad to, to like Peter, but, um, so she's picking up on, he's picking up on all these tidbits about who Peter is and he's putting it together that Peter is Spider-Man. Yep. The, um, the traffic lights, uh, are shining on Michael Keaton's face in the movie. And like when he first picks up on the hint that Peter is Spider-Man, there's a red traffic light shining on his face. So his face is like entirely red, hmm. like he's getting angry. And then when he finally has confirmed that that's definitely Spider-Man, there's a green light on his face. Hmm. It's just a really cool touch that they did in the movie. I, I loved it. No, I didn't notice that at all. That's cool. But yeah, that you have to you have to go back yeah, and rewatch that. That scene is great. Cool. That scene's just so full of tension. You're so worried mm-hmm. for Peter. It's it's where the rubber finally meets the road for him. Like it, it, this has all been a game, but right now he is in right. serious trouble. And he and it's time for him to start taking this seriously. And and I think I mean it's it's tragic how he, he doesn't go to the homecoming dance with Liz. It's just but that but that is Peter Parker. Like Peter Parker has to choose. Yeah. Between going to a homecoming dance or fighting the bad guy. And he chose to fight the bad guy because that's who Peter Parker is. He's always going to do that. So um, I thought that was that was quintessential Spider-Man, quintessential Peter Parker. Really well done. Um, I wish we had more stuff like that. Okay. So you talked about it already. Uh, the Vulture finally gets desperate enough to try to hijack the cargo from Tony Stark during moving day. Yep. So he's moving all of his... Like top secret stuff from the Avengers Tower to a new yeah, facility upstairs. Yeah, because it, it answers the question of where of how that happened because we know we didn't know that they got a new base in Civil War, and so this movie kind of ties those two, two, two together. 
Um, two of the things that I, I noticed that uh, Happy's talking about that are loaded into the cargo is a prototype for Cap's new ship. Yep. Does that make you want to tell us anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what that meant? Um, there's lots of different shield prototypes that, that Captain America. Like at one point, Captain America loses his shield and he has a holographic shield at some point. That could be mm-hmm. what it meant. That has to be what it is because that's the only one I can think of. Um, and we never see a new shield. No. And like, I don't know why they would. Steve Rogers. I don't know why they would bring that up. It's, it's like, there's no, I don't know why they, bring, they would bring that up because it's like now we can start thinking, why would he need a new shield? Um, Maybe the new shield will be something that um, what's his name? The Falcon. What's his character's name? Well, he has. So it's actually a really interesting point. This is something we're going to talk about more in Endgame. Um, the shield's destroyed in Endgame, and then we get we get it repaired at the end. So who knows how that happened? We'll have to talk more about that. But no, we don't know what we don't know what that is. I think I think it's if you look at comic canon and lore. It's irresponsible to say something like that and not follow it up because we don't know what it means. So it could be yeah. anything. Okay. All right. What about Thor's magic belt? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 should, I should research that guy. I knew you might have said something about it, but I was like, there's no way we're going to talk about this. I don't know what it is. Um, I, was, I don't know. I also, I also do not remember Thor's magic belt at all from the Norse mythology. And why would Thor leave it with them? It's just it's odd, and like it's just odd, like that that, that there was oh, there's so many other things they could have talked about uh, in the list that they that they that they didn't do. It's just weird. Yeah, there was like a third thing that I think wasn't even important enough for me to write yeah, down. I know this is odd. Okay. All right, uh, I'm ready for the end credits, and I think you're probably not. So why don't you uh, enlighten us with what else you've? There's got? only two things we haven't covered. There is a, the Tinkerer. Uh, Phoenix Mason, the guy who's making all this stuff, uh, mm-hmm. he is from the comics, hundred percent. So he he's the guy who's making all those devices and stuff. He's from the comics. He might show up again. He's, did he work with the uh, the Vulture in the comics? The Tinkerer makes all or almost all of the supervillain devices that the supervillains use. So if you're a supervillain and you need tech, and you go to and you go to him, like in New York or just just everywhere. worldwide. So yeah, you you go to the Tinkerer. Wow. He'll make something up for you. Um, okay. It's actually an interesting story called Civil, Civil, not Civil War. It's called Secret Wars, where we find out mm-hmm. that Doctor Doom is actually funding the supervillains. So it's like he's actually he's actually funding terrorism. It's a whole weird thing. Um, anyway, uh-huh. um, but the Scorpions in this movie, McDonald Gargan. If the who? So in the boat scene where they're doing the weapons exchange, there was a guy talking, trying to buy the weapons. He has a tattoo of a scorpion on his neck. He's he is the scorpion. He's the, so he could be he could show up later. In fact, he's in the in credit scene. That I think you're going to talk about it in a second. Hmm. Oh, okay. That answers, I think, one of the questions. I yeah. Have. So okay. yeah. So at the end of the movie, um, if I'm remembering this correctly, because I watched this two weeks ago, um, you got uh, Tumas is in prison. You you describe the in credit scene. So refresh my memory. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, Tumas is in prison, or he's he's entering prison. He runs across another inmate. The other inmate's like, "Hey, <clears throat> word is you know who Spider Man is. You know his secret identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me know so I can kill him." And Tumas, you know, he pauses for a minute or a moment, and he thinks, and he says, 
if I knew who Spider-Man was, he'd already be dead. Yes. And I have no idea who that guy is he's talking to. That's the Scorpion. And I'm watching this thing. That's the Scorpion. Okay. That's him. So I should have realized that that guy had a scorpion on his neck and that he showed up in that brief scene on the boat. I mean, you should. Like, he's from the boat, so you should make those connections, but most people wouldn't know that he's like the scorpion. I mean, most people wouldn't know that. But what the, mm. the good thing about this is, and this is something that might show up later, is that there's a group of villains called the Sinister Six. So it's usually the Sinister Six, the Sinister Six is usually the, uh, the Vulture, Dr. Octopus, uh, Mysterio, uh, the Electro, and Sandman, but it could be it could be any other people. So in the upcoming movie Spider Man No Way Home, the the theory is that we will get a Sinister Six. So we will get all these six villains that are trying to they they band together and say our job is to kill Spider Man. We're going to kill him. Uh, so just imagine a scene, Mike, where you have six villains fighting Spider Man at once. You know, like. That's is Scorpion is one of those. He could be. So that it's, it it doesn't have to be those six. It could they can interchange. But the sort. But mm-hmm. in a pinch, they could easily say, "Okay, you're going to be a Scorpion, and you're going to be in the movie." Yeah. So it could be. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that, yeah. And um, real quick, we missed this. Um, at the end of the movie, Aunt May finds out that Peter Parker's Spider-Man, right? Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, she never knew he was yeah, Spider-Man. She did. She did? Yeah. Yeah. In the cartoon, I watched in the comic. In the comics, it was alluded that she, like, Aunt May dies at some point, but then she comes back. It's a long story, but it's alluded okay. to that um, before she dies, she does tell Peter, "Listen, I've always known your Spider-Man. I've always known your Spider-Man." Um, and uh, and in the Ultimate comics, in the Ultimate comics, she finds out he's Spider-Man too. Hmm. Um, so Aunt May is is always near and dear to my heart, and I'm glad they have an Aunt May in the movies, and hopefully they continue to yeah. treat her correctly. I hope so. mm-hmm. um, but there's a whole lot um, with Up May and, and everything else and them dying and stuff like that. So we'll get to that at some point. Uh, it's a couple of things too. Like at the end of the movie, um, uh, Tony Stark says, Hey, you go join the Avengers and shows him the Tony, the Iron Spire suit. And Peter Parker says, No, nah, I'm good. That's, de- that's definitely from the comics at some point. He, like I just talked about all that. So that was in there. And um, that's it, really. Yeah, that's the part where Peter in this movie. <clears throat> kind of decides not to do what what I had a problem with him doing in this movie is where he's over eager. He's trying to take on more than he really needs to at this point yeah. in his uh, time of being Spider. Yeah, and it's real good too because that life lesson worked. Because next time we see Spider Man, he's swinging into a spaceship. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah, that lesson that lesson really stuck. Like I'm, La- yeah, it lasted a long time. Yeah, yep, yep. So crazy. Um. Yeah. If I had to rate Spider-Man films, like the Spider-Man movies from, there's six of them. No, right now, there's a bunch of them. Uh, I, I would put this up there in my top five, 100%. Uh, I, think the, I think this is one of my favorites. It's good. I, I mean, I just love Tom Holland. I think it's good. I, w- I, I do wish I had more um, swinging through Manhattan scenes. But other than that, uh, I think it's pretty solid. It's much better than No Way Home, which we'll get to at some point. It's way better than that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. Ugh, that's for sure. True. So much. Uh, we do have a post-credit scene, which is Captain America talking to us about patience. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty. Uh, good. It's good to have patience, and sometimes it's rewarded, and sometimes, sometimes it isn't. And like that's just a kind of lame, lame one, you know. But it is what it is. 
I have a feeling they uh, they were shooting Captain America for the 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 shots in the in the movie where he's on a TV, and they're like, "Hey, let's do some other stuff." And this is one of the other things they just decided to do on the spot and stuck it in here. They were fun. I like the idea of Steve Rogers doing PSAs. You know, I, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, there we go. So does the internet. Yeah, that's 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 Spider Man: A Homecoming. I I don't know why all the home stuff is in the titles. I kind of think they're just well. This one is Spider Man coming home to the Marvel movies. Yeah, and then it's No Way Home. Who knows? And then Far From Home. I guess that has something to do with multiverse. But it's it's it's, it's odd to me. Hmm. It is. What it do you is. think uh, Far From Home is going to have a little bit of a Wizard of Oz flavor to it? Mm, I think Far From Far From Home is going to reset a lot of things and make it so Spider Man's going to have a long lasting presence in the MCU. Just to. Like Marvel's not even going to be done with this yet, but I would think people we don't know for sure yet, but I think people should be prepared for a, a different casting of Spider Man by the end of the movie. Sorry, I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> I know that hurt you in a special place. <laughs> um, but people have contracts. Right. People have contracts. People have stuff. People don't want like no nobody wants to you know be Spider Man the rest of his life. So, um, well, that's true. But some people do want to be Loki for the rest of their life. Yeah, some, I mean, if I was Tom, if I was Tom Holland, I would sign a ten movie deal with Marvel for Spider Man. I wouldn't even think twice about. it. I don't care. <laughs> you know? Yeah, don't care. Right. Like, those movies take like six months to film, and you get millions of dollars. Like whatever, who cares? Mm-hmm. Like I'm fine with it. And you're Spider Man. You're Spider Man. The best, the best superhero. Yeah. of all time. And Spider Man has a lot. I mean, there's, there's more to Spider Man than Spider Man in high school. That Spider Man has a really rich, deep history. Uh, and like they can make all kind, and they haven't even scratched the surface. That's the thing that people don't understand. They haven't even scratched the surface with Peter Parker yet. Not even close. No, all the movies they made of Peter Parker and Spider Man have not even come close to t- touching all the stories and stuff they could have. So, right. It's just, uh, anyway, that's it. That's Spider Man. Okay. What's next, Mike? Next up is Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Because we, and a What If episode in between. Yeah, we have a special guest. Right, we have That's we right. have a special guest for us through Ragnarok. So please make sure you uh, tune in for that. Uh, and how can they find us, Mike? You can get us on Apple Podcasts. We're on Overcast. We're on Spotify. We're on a bunch of other podcast apps. If we're not on your favorite one, let us know. Uh, you can do that by uh, hitting us up on Twitter at Super Sideshow. Hit me up on Twitter. What else you That's want to tell the people, <laughs> hit me up on Twitter at Jslax. Um, um, we, uh, I don't think we're going to have a long show notes for this week, but I'm going to post, uh, if I remember correctly, if I have time, I'm going to post a bunch of stuff from the, for the homecoming episode this, for this week on my Twitter feed. So I can talk to you guys about a lot of different stuff. Uh, so just kind of, you know, keep your eye out for that. Yep. All right. That's it. And everybody should hit the share button right now. Yes. And tell several friends. Four friends. About this podcast. No. Four. Eight friends. One for each spire leg. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> spire man's eight legs. Get it? <laughs> how many How many does that um, crazy iron spider suit have? Does it have eight? It has seven, which is really weird. In the comics, it's seven. That is bizarre. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> it has seven. I don't know. That's really weird. <laughs> All right, Mike. Take it easy. All right, yeah. We'll see y'all next time. <laughs>